The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Virginia's two state-funded grant programs are supposed to benefit the neediest college students, but that's not always the case. Megan Pauley with VPM News reports. At Virginia Commonwealth University, more than half of recent state financial aid awards went to students with a moderate or high ability to pay. That's just one finding from a new report from JLARC, a nonpartisan state review commission. Lauren Excel was project leader on the study and says the state could do one of two things to make sure more aid goes to the neediest students. They could set some sort of income-based cap for awards or require all schools to use the same formula when doling out state aid. It would remove institutions' discretion to determine which students receive state grants and what size the state grants are. Right now, universities have a lot of discretion when determining how these dollars are allocated to students. Megan Pauley, VPM News. Students from Virginia's historically black colleges and universities will tutor and mentor children in K-12 schools. Governor Glenn Youngkin announced the program last week at Norfolk State University. Ryan Murphy with partner station WHRO News has more. National test scores show Virginia students lost a lot of ground during the pandemic. Virginia, in in fact, uh, had the largest learning loss in the nation in fourth grade reading and math. And uh, and so we're we're pulling out all stops. That's Governor Glenn Youngkin citing statistics recently released by the U.S. Department of Education. The new tutoring partnership will employ students from Virginia's four HBCUs, including Hampton and Norfolk State Universities. Youngkin said the initial targets will be school districts like Hampton and Portsmouth. That was Ryan Murphy reporting. It's estimated that only about 60 percent of Virginia fourth graders are reading on grade level, according to recent data on student achievement. VPM News education reporter Megan Pauley reports on state and local efforts to improve literacy. Boy, we're learning all kinds of new things today, aren't we? Teresa Rader is speaking to a room full of Richmond teachers and reading specialists about evidence-based reading instruction. Evidence-based interventions means that we need to have interventions that are based on the science of reading. Decades worth of reading research shows that students, especially those with dyslexia, need high-quality phonics instruction to learn how to read. That means they need to understand how sounds or phonemes correspond to letters on the page. Richmond teacher Lisa Lancaster is familiar with what Rader is talking about. She's taught it in the past. When you're having the kids sound out the phonemes, you can use little counters and have them slide them. So if you say the word dog, they can sound it out for you and say dog. But some other teachers here say they've received little to no training on the importance of phonics instruction until now. In fact, a lot of students across the state haven't been getting evidence-based reading instruction. You know, we've been screaming this for 10 years, like, ah, the babies are not reading. (laughs) That's Kristen Kane with Decoding Dyslexia. It's a group of parents who advocate for science-based reading instruction. And she says they're finally seeing the needle move in Virginia, in part because of the pandemic. 
have recovery money. And I think it's just, there's just a number of things that sort of let the equation come together to say, now's, now's the time. We're going to go big. We're going to fund it. And we're going to make a change. Kane says kids with dyslexia, like her son, benefit from clear phonics instruction the most. So if it is not good, strong, foundational literacy instruction, they are going to fail quick and hard. Part of the problem is that a lot of the curriculum materials in the classroom aren't aligned with the research. One program called Reading Recovery has been widely used across the state. It encourages students to use pictures and context clues to essentially guess words. And they look at the picture and they say horse instead of pony and the word is pony. Emily Solari is a professor of reading education at the University of Virginia. But there's no correction, right? So they say horse, they use it, it works in the sentence and they keep going. Well, it turns out the kid can't decode the word pony and now they think it's horse. And so we've created a child who's like really confused. Solari says this teaching strategy has been debunked. She's working with the state to review the primary reading instruction materials districts are already using. It's part of a new law called the Virginia Literacy Act, which will soon require districts to pick from a list of vetted programs. Carrie Coiner sponsored the legislation. So we're not mandating any one particular program or curriculum, but it should all be grounded in the same scientific-based research practices. This shift is not controversial among policymakers. In fact, the General Assembly approved it unanimously. Among other things, the law also requires elementary school teachers to receive professional development on the science. Richmond Public Schools is ahead of the curve since the law doesn't take effect for over a year. It looks like it's B, D, J, K. Educator Patricia Williams is grateful that she's already getting the training here. Uh, we've got a lot of work to do. We've got a lot of catching up to do. And now we've got to get we've got to get on the bandwagon and we've got Even if she says it means taking a quantum leap to get kids where they need to be. Megan Polly, VPM News. Richmond Mayor Lavar Stoney is set to propose a one-time real estate tax rebate on Monday. It would be the equivalent to cutting the current tax rate from a dollar and 20 cents to a dollar and 15 cents. Permanently cutting the tax rate would impact our ability to provide core services. However, I think we can achieve a balance by providing one-time relief to our property owners. The city will also ask the General Assembly to allow Richmond to keep assessments stable for longtime property owners. That change would require a constitutional amendment. Stoney said that change would fight displacement. Voters in Henrico and Chesterfield counties overwhelmingly approved bond authorizations Tuesday night. Bonds for the two counties are each for about half a billion dollars. In Henrico, voters largely said yes to four different questions. Public and safety infrastructure had the most support with 90 percent voting to approve the bond, while parks had the least with 84 percent. Schools and flood and stormwater infrastructure were also approved. Chesterfield's bond issue had less support, but 77% of voters chose to authorize the single issue there, though two precincts still need to report results. The Richmond and Henrico Health Districts will soon offer walk-up monkeypox vaccinations. Beginning next week, the vaccine will be available for free at the Richmond Health District on Tuesdays and at Henrico Health Department's West Clinic on Wednesdays. Health officials say monkeypox spreads through close, personal, often skin-to-skin contact. Though walk-up vaccinations are available, appointments can still be made at vdh.gov or by calling 804-205-3501. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. 
Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.